As someone who's been through several sessions of psychotherapy myself, I'm certainly no stranger to the concept of positive thinking. Essentially, this process involves altering your mindset to eliminate and replace negative thoughts so that they don't have as much impact on your experience. Now, there's a lot of quick courses and books out there telling you how to think positively and how it can affect your life very quickly. But if you're looking into this kind of area, it's important to not only follow such instruction, but to understand why the instruction is there and how it works. Otherwise, you miss the point, because to understand is to be able to make the changes needed. And it's also important to understand that although positive thinking is incredibly beneficial in life from a day-to-day -day point of view, this doesn't mean that we should eliminate all negative thoughts completely. Part of being human and part of being alive is to face challenges in which we will have negative thoughts and to ignore them could cause a problem which we'll go into later. So it's important to know that positive thoughts are very beneficial, but there are limitations to it, and things that could be detrimental if you were to approach them the wrong way. The first thing is to understand what a thought is, and from my point of view a thought is your mind's reaction to something, an event or an object, based on your past experiences of it, or suggestions about it that's been made to you in your previous time. And they arise either spontaneously or as a reaction of something that you've seen or heard or etc. based on past experiences you've had of that experience in your consciousness at which point they either trail off and are replaced with the next thought, again based on something in your experience at that time, or they begin to chain other thoughts on the subject of the initial thought, and sooner or later you have a thought of something completely unrelated which has come from the initial chain. Something I do quite often when I'm lying in bed at night is... I suddenly become aware of the thought that I'm having, and when I say become aware of it, thoughts happen generally unconsciously in the sense that we're not aware that we're thinking, we just are thinking. And if you become aware of a thought, any time during the day, I often do it at night when it's nice and quiet, you can trace back the thoughts that you had leading up to that thought to find the first thought you had in the chain, and it's often incredibly unrelated and this is how thoughts work. For the majority of the time, they're neutral in the sense that they are just reactive to a certain situation. However, there are times and there are people whose whole lives are in a certain mindset, positive or negative. If you're in a positive mindset, effectively you're likely to be very optimistic about life as it comes. If you're negatively focused in your mind, you will experience a negative outlook or a pessimistic outlook on, on life and experiences.
Now, understanding why this happens is the key thing to understanding the process and the therapy of positive thought. Because the mind can't have direct influence and change something outside of yourself. So it can't change a situation that you're faced with. It can't change an object or a person. What it does do, and what your thoughts do do, is change your perception of that object or person. Now, this, although it seems fairly straightforward and fairly simple a process, this can have major implications on our human experience because our perception of something is effectively our life. Our lives are simply a certain way of perceiving what we experience. So to change your state of mind and therefore the way you perceive something is in effect changing the nature of you as a person. And by changing you as a person, you also change your experience of the world around you. And that change can be from a positive outlook to a negative outlook, to a negative from a negative outlook to a positive outlook or to a neutral outlook or from a neutral outlook etc and to have a neutral outlook would essentially mean being reactive to the environment to the situation from an impartial point of view it simply is as it is and you react in your mind accordingly so now that we see how thoughts form and how they can have effects on our lives from affecting our perception. Let's take an example that I've always found quite interesting. If you can imagine the sensation of being nervous or being anxious, and then the experience of being excited, what you find is that the physical sensations that we have during both of those periods are the same. Maybe slight differences, but ultimately the same foundation. The butterflies, the sweats, the trembling as the adrenaline is pumped through the body, it's the same experience at its base. And yet one experience is notably more pleasant than the other. One is pleasant, one is decidedly unpleasant. So since they are the same physical experience, what is it that defines whether it's a positive experience or a negative experience? And of course, it's your state of mind and the thoughts that arise to counterpart those physical feelings. I remember when we were due to go and get my little puppy for the first time, I was excited, very excited, and... I had the physical sensations I described. I remember thinking just off the cuff that it feels exactly the same as I say it as when I was nervous a couple of days prior to when I had a um, it was a grading session for a uh, the martial arts I used to do, and I was very nervous. It was the first one, and I remember that the feelings were the same, and I started thinking so how. What's different then? Because if they feel the same way, and yet I'm decidedly more happy now than I was 
during my nervousness? What's the thing that's changing? And of course, it's the circumstances and the way your mind is reacting to them. Because your body couldn't care less whether you were getting a new puppy or facing your first grading in a martial arts or if you were about to get married or you're about to go into hospital for an operation presuming you'd be excited for marriage your body doesn't care your body stays the same and reacts in the same way but the mind is what determines a positive experience from a negative experience and the mind is also a big part of to what extent you feel these these emotions and everything else but that's kind of a different subject i suppose because of course if you're nervous and you're playing on it in your mind you're going to be exaggerating those feelings and those sensations to make it seem more more drastic than they are also you'll find when you're excited as the as the time comes closer you'll also find a much heightened state of those sensations so your mind does have direct links to your body in that sense but that's a different subject so now if you imagine then that simply a change of a thought can change the feeling of anxiety to the feeling of excitedness, then you begin to see how with a positive state of mind most experiences can be changed in nature from negative to positive. Or from positive to negative, but I'm assuming you'd prefer the former, generally. So, of course, the next question is how to do that. And this is why a lot of people seek cognitive behavioural therapy and things like that to help them learn how to do it. And straight off, it's not something that can be done in seven easy steps, as many books and courses will tell you. That generally works for a short time where it gives you the start you need to understand how it all works and how it can be done. It gives you the initial experience. But to change your mindset, something that you've grown and evolved over your entire lifetime, is not something that's going to change overnight just because you want it to. Now, of course, wanting it to is the foundation that you need first of all if you don't want to your mind will never change regardless of how many people tell you it should that desire needs to be there in the first place but after that once you're equipped from therapy or from a book with these tools and these strategies to develop a positive state of mind then it just takes a lot of time and a lot of patience. I've been working on my state of mind for nearly 12 years now. And I'm still, I've still got a long, long, long way to go. It's a, it is a, it's a full lifetime process. And once you find that positive state of mind, then the next step is to begin to look past the mind and to look at the, the core nature 
of what we are. And this is the kind of thing that gets incredibly complicated. Well, well, not complicated, but incredibly kind of esoteric, I suppose, when you start to look at the state of no mind and the core nature of the human being, and it gets all convoluted. But initially, it's important to have a very strong state of mind for day-to-day -day life. Now, generally, the way that we develop such a state of mind is to first become aware of the thoughts that we have at any particular time. And again, this comes with experience because often thoughts just happen unconsciously or subconsciously. So to get to a certain level of awareness where we can be aware of a thought at any given time is a it's just a process of time and patience. But once we get there, once we get there, we can then begin to notice a thought in a situation of negative nature, which are known as irrational thoughts, because most of the time a negative thought is an imagination of something that may be about to happen or it's a dwelling on something negative that happened before and therefore it's causing us distress now even though the event happened a long time ago so once you become aware of this thought this irrational imaginary thought we can then have the awareness to be able to look at it the situation from a more logical and therefore more positive point of view now, for example, if we were to think back to something that we did that we regretted later on, say something in our childhood that really caused us a lot of grief, say we falsely accused a classmate of something and as a result he was dismissed from the school, let's say. <clears throat> and that guilt has traveled with us all through our life and even now we're having memories of it which cause us pain what we can do is whenever we have a thought like that relating to that we can then think or choose to think in a more logical way such as this event happened 20 years ago this person and anybody else involved no longer is probably even thinking about what we did what we did, we did as a result of, of ignorance of childhood. It's something that every child's done, you know, something they regret. And ultimately, it had no effect over that person's success or failure later on in life. It was just something that happened, that something that we certainly had no bad intention of doing. And therefore, there should be no blame on us. In situations like this, Ultimately, the only person that event is now affecting is you from within your own mind. And you'll often find that this is the case most of the time, that the majority of suffering that we experience comes from our own imaginations. And again, this is another reason why to be able to control the state of your mind is very important. 
another example we could give if we were to be told that we were going to face a career-defining interview or meeting in the future, in the next month. We could have two likely mindsets for this, basic thoughts. The first could be, this is my chance to prove everything that I've done, everything that I've been taught to prove that I can do it, and if this goes well, I'm going to be financially stable, my family will be looked after for the rest of their lives, and my life will become a lot more interesting. We can move out to wherever the company is in Monaco, say, next to the big yacht moorings, and life will be, as far as we can see, very, very good in the in the future. Now, equally, you can take that same idea, but completely switch it into a negative. This is my career-defining meeting, which could give me all this that we just said. So therefore, if I mess it up, I will completely lose out on a huge opportunity that I've wanted to have my entire life. My family will be disappointed, my friends will be disappointed, I'll have no job, I'll have no idea where I want to go, I'll have no chance in this career again. Now look at those two mindsets and consider for each one what your experience would be leading up to the meeting. And which mindset would you rather have? There will be nerves involved with each, of course, nervousness. But with the first scenario, that nervousness would be experienced more, I feel, as exciting, excitingness, excitedness, or excitement. And with increasing intensity, obviously, up to the point where the meeting, of course, the day before the meeting, you're going to be incredibly nervous. That's That will happen, regardless. But would you rather go into that meeting with the month of excitement or the month of anxiety? Now consider that with the anxiety, with the way the mind can affect the physical body, you're going to have several symptoms of anxiety. You may have panic attacks, and the amount of stress that would be resulting on the body as a result will mean that you're struggling to focus, you may have sleep deprivation, you may be struggling to eat, you may have lost weight, etc, etc. So this mindset not only will affect your time leading up to this mentally, but it will also also affect your health, your general well-being, and likely the effect or the outcome of the meeting itself and your performance within it. Now, in both scenarios, the event is exactly the same, which is the meeting. That has not been changed at all. Either way, the meeting is exactly the same. Equally, everything that happens up to that meeting, physically, is also exactly the same. You're not going to go out and get hit by a bus just because you're thinking negatively, and therefore your thoughts have caused this bus to come and hit you to make things even worse, to ruin your life even further. No, the events that happen up to that are exactly the same. The only thing that has changed is your perception of the events up to that point due to your mindset. 
Now, if your core mindset is positive and you're looking forward to the meeting that's coming up next month, nothing or very few things you'll find will annoy you. Someone that you don't potentially like very much may come round for a visit or whatever and you'll look at it optimistically. You might even forego the things you don't like about them and just have a good time. Equally, you might run equally you might be walking down the street and a cat runs out in front of you and you trip over it if you're positive and optimistic you might you know laugh at it or laugh at the situation maybe even make sure the cat's all right etc now if you are in fact in a negative state of mind the same two scenarios occur the first one you're even more miserable now this person i hate has come to visit and because of your already negative mindset and your worry and anxiety over the meeting, everything you hate about that person has doubled and you just you just don't want anything to do with them, but you're forced to because it's your wife's best friend or whatever. So you grit your teeth and you have to endure this period, which gives you even more stress and even more anxiety because if the meeting's not bad enough, I've got this now. And then you're walking down the street and you trip over a cat of course, here you're swearing, you're trying to kick the cat, you're throwing water at it because, and you're so angry at this cat that's just being a cat that you're blaming the stupidest little things that happen on even stupider reasons. And ultimately, your month leading up to that interview or that meeting has been a pain in the arse simply because your mindset is one way and not the other and the thoughts that you have are of a more pessimistic viewpoint now if you've ever had such an experience like this then of course let me know that what i'm saying is ringing true because one example i can give very strongly is I often found that when I was playing a video game of some kind and I was constantly losing or I felt that I was being treated unfairly you know if you've ever played a video game you know what it's like when just things just don't go your way and you get increasingly annoyed and frustrated and then the next hour or two after that everything goes wrong you drop things on the floor you trip over things the dog starts barking in it really gets on your nerves, the door slams shut and makes you jump, and everything goes wrong. Equally, if you're playing that game and everything goes right, you'll find that whatever happens is perfectly fine. Nothing probably even happens because ultimately you're more attentive and more aware, so you're not going to be tripping over anything, you're not going to be knocking anything to the floor. And all this arises simply due to the way that your mind is at that moment. And this is the importance and the necessity of the process of positive thinking. Now the last point I'll make is that negative thoughts are not necessarily a bad thing. In fact, they're not at all a bad thing, as long as the situation is appropriate. If something bad happens to us, we are going to have negative thoughts about it. That's the way the human nature is. 
if we follow many of these books that tell us to ignore or replace all negative thoughts, we'll find that we will in fact be doing damage to ourselves. And the reason is this. Negative thoughts come with negative emotions. And let's say someone just swore at you for no apparent reason or for an unfair reason and that's really annoyed you. Now, if we were to follow our instruction, we would be changing, trying to change that thought or at least masking that thought with a smile and it's okay, I'm the nice guy, I'm not going to swear back, etc. And for the rest of the day, I'm going to forget this ever happened and be, be happy. What you're doing is what's called suppression. And that emotion of annoyance and the negative thoughts that came with it are real and they exist. You can't simply ignore them or pretend that they're not there and expect everything to be fine. To ignore something that's real and there will ultimately cause some form of harm. In this case, suppressing an emotion will cause a lot of stress on your body if it can't be released through some catharsis. If someone was to swear at us and we get really annoyed, what we would naturally do would be to swear back, tell them they're, they're a dickhead and do all this sort of thing, and then the emotion is released. We may even go home and start punching something soft. Ideally something soft because you don't want to be breaking knuckles or anything. And I've, and I've done punching things soft because it does it really does help when you're annoyed because it's a release of emotion that would otherwise be stored up and stored up and ignored until the point where inevitably it will find some way of, of getting out usually in a very violent kind of outburst or an emotional breakdown or something like that if enough time and enough emotion has been suppressed so to say all these negative thoughts will be ignored and I'll mask them with a smile and a laugh and I'll change them to positive thoughts. That's all very well, but be aware that the emotion that goes with those negative thoughts needs to find some kind of catharsis. And there's nothing wrong with being negative sometimes. If you really want to experience a full life, there can never be... 100% positive, 0% negative. There is always a balance. And that's just the nature of life. So do not ignore negative emotions, negative thoughts, because they are just as natural and just as good for you as positive thoughts and positive emotions. When you're feeling angry or you're feeling sad, be angry and be sad. Don't ignore them. Don't try to mask them. The trick is to make sure that the sadness or the anger does not tail off into a permanent state of mind. That's the difference. We can be negative as long as we don't become only negative. Equally, we can be positive 
And although it would be nice to think we could be always positive, we won't be. That's not the way it works. But with development of a positive state of mind, you'll find that life will be a lot more positive than it will be negative because a lot of the what we would call negatives now, the small things that annoy us or worry us, will be eliminated because we find that they're actually not that worrying, not that important in our lives. And we'll only find that we become negative when it's necessary. And when it is necessary, we need to acknowledge that. Now, of course, this doesn't imply that when somebody annoys us, we should respond immediately with violent physical or mental response. For example, if someone swears at us, we shouldn't immediately cathart that emotion we feel by attacking this person back. To do so is detrimental not only to our health, but also to theirs. And for all we know, they may have had a very, very, very bad day and don't need anything extra on their plate at that moment. What it does mean is that instead of allowing the anger to become us, we instead become aware that we are angry. So generally positive thinking is a very useful process, but a very long one that takes time and patience.